This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Thank you for being with us today. I want to talk to you about protecting your consciousness. Now, we all know that there's distraction, but there's also onslaught, meaning a variety of combinations of influences that more or less attack your stability, the stability of your focus, of your concentration, of your morals, principles, standards, all of it. We find ourselves, let's say, under attack from a host of different directions and forces in our lives. While we're very skilled at protecting our money or our phone or assets or our car, etc. We also need to understand that it's very important that we protect our consciousness. First of all, from distraction, meaning if you have a goal and you're distracted from that goal, it will suffer or you may not achieve it at all. This is a major problem in human society at this time that people don't set goals. They have desires they want to fulfill, but they don't have a goal. Oftentimes they have a list what to do today and they try to fulfill all that list, but to what end? There must be a goal. You should have a period of life. My goal is to graduate from university. Then reset a new goal. Many people, the younger people, they don't have any goal. As a young child, you just want to go out and play. Just want to have something, get something, do something. Very self-centered perspective. But as you get more mature through the study portion of your life, you realize I need to know as much as I can so that when I determine my next goal, I'll be fortified with the necessary potential to reach that goal. And let's say it's graduate university. But then when you come out of university, you have to set a new goal. So many people are trained by society, trained by television, to have a career. But your goal is selling your soul, spending your lifespan for some corporate development, some business development for money. And the objective is to use the money to satisfy as many desires as you can. They talk about your bucket list. Just a list of desires. Everybody's is different because everybody's consciousness is different. But the game of fulfilling desires is not the goal of life. That's not a goal. A goal is something where you actually achieve a higher platform and maintain that platform. Like we said, graduate from university. You have a degree. You've maintained, you've achieved and maintained a particular platform. That you can't lose it, you can't fall over behind it, it's there, it's stable. Well, similarly, you need to look next, what is the goal? Oftentimes it includes family, spouse, mate, putting together that relationship to, again, set a goal. So maybe you have a partner, a wife or a husband, and you have a few kids, what is the goal now? So, setting a goal in life is a part of the human experience and it's important that you set as high a goal as you can now generally this is a reflection of your education people that have no education their goal is simply an expression of enjoyment i want to enjoy this or i want to enjoy that 
and a bit of education, they simply want to take care of themselves. And a bit of further education, they go, I want to do something that helps others or helps the environment. And from a higher point of view, one becomes altruistic. He wants to do as much good to as many people as possible. So these are some of the benevolent aspects of goals. But really, there's more than that. And this is where we're at today on our program. There has to be a goal that includes achieving the perfection of life. Don't give me that nobody's perfect, you can't achieve perfection. No, no, we've been through this before. You have your perfection. Everyone has their perfection. Everyone has a role to play. Everyone has unique qualities, characteristics, and abilities on purpose. Now, are you getting those characteristics engaged properly such that they return the highest result? This is our subject. You have to protect your consciousness from falling to a platform beneath your potential. It says in the Vedic literature that it's not wise for you to achieve someone else's goal. It's better to achieve your own goal, even imperfectly, than it is to accept the path of another. So this is another level of education. You need to understand what is your goal? What is your potential? And how do you use that potential to achieve the highest result? This is actually the culmination of education. Why do you go to school and become educated? Why do you speak with other people, investigate research, experience? Why do you do all that if it isn't to make you better so you can achieve your highest potential? If that is not your objective, then immediately falls back into the, it's just fulfilling desires. They may be good desires, they may be you know, benevolent or pious desires, but if you're not achieving a higher standard of consciousness, it's not very important. It's not really fulfilling the objective it's intended to. So you have to notice, is the association that you have, is it encouraging you to reach your highest potential? Very few of you will be able to answer yes. But you should be only associating with those people, whether they're relatives or friends or acquaintances, it does not matter. Those people who enter your life, you should only accept and sustain and maintain a relationship with those that are encouraging you to be the best person you can be. Encouraging you to achieve your highest potential. Encouraging you to set a goal of significance. That's the only people you should be associating with. So if you're associating with a bunch of people that don't care about you or are not helping you or are distracting you or criticizing you or abusing you, you need to change your association. Just walk off. Whatever that means, whatever detachment you have to do, whatever you have to give up or sell or trade or adjust, whatever that means, do it. Because in the end, it's not going to help you achieve your goal of life. You're not going to achieve your potential in that kind of association. I've quoted many times on our program, the Lord Buddha says, if one meets not with his equal or his greater, keep to a solitary path. 
So if you are not living, working with your equals or your greater, walk off. New opportunity, new association will automatically come. Just give it a little time. But you must reject what's inferior. It's not a criticism of others. It's what's best for you. And we all are supposed to achieve what is best for us. Now, the next one is you must avoid sinful activities. It's not going to do you any good to try to achieve a higher standard if you continue to do things that you know are substandard. Now, the Vedic literature gives us the concept of regulative principles, meaning these four things will contaminate you. So you need to avoid them. And if you avoid them, your path to your goal, whatever that might be, is more secure. It is assured. Now, these four principles are there to protect you from falling down into a lower standard of accomplishment than you're capable of. No illicit sex. One is to have sex in marriage to procreate. Sex is not a game. It is not a toy. It is not an enjoyment. It is not for your happiness and pleasure. The pleasure in sex is a reward to you for procreating pious, godly children. Sex is not encouraged at any age, in, in any relationship, at any point in the Vedic literature because it degrades, it deteriorates the energy, the focus, the mentality of the participants. The next one is no meat eating. One should not ingest meat. Meat is a violent food source. It cannot be procured without violence. And the animals that are forced into a slaughtered situation, they excrete fear adrenalines that contamine your body and therefore limit your bodily capabilities to fulfill your conscious desires, conscious goals. No gambling. To gamble and enter the fever of possibility. Maybe this, maybe that. It's possible. I could win. I could get something for nothing. This feverish mentality is an illusion. You will get what you earn. Whether you earned it in this life or a previous life, whether you earned it today or yesterday, or you don't know when, when you earned it, you will get what you earned. That is the law of nature. This is another one to avoid. No intoxication. This means don't cloud your judgment. Don't contamine your consciousness. Don't limit your perspective by artificial drugs, artificial influences, artificial substances that can make you confused about what is true and what is not. Because, we'll cover this next now, because the most significant issue in the human experience, now people don't usually identify this, so this may be a wake-up call to some of you, but you must have a firm commitment to the truth to speaking it and to understanding it. Now, we're in a society where lying is a constant. Every single person listening to me, every single person you have met, every single person you will ever meet lies. There is no exception. Everybody is a liar in this age. So you must 
be trained, be capable, and be astute at separating the truth from the lies or you will be deceived. Taken advantage of, disadvantaged, a variety of negative things will happen to you if you are not basing your life on the facts, the truth, the actual events. So this is not being taught in school on purpose, by the way. But you're not being taught, trained, and shown how to decipher when someone is telling a, a lie to you. Then why? Because everybody wants to get away with their lie. Since everybody lies, they lie for their self-interest. So everybody wants to have the ability to pull one over on you so their self-interest isn't harmed. So training on how to discover who is lying is not a common experience. Our society does not spend time training each other, everyone, how to identify a lie and how to avoid being caught up in one. It won't happen because everybody's a liar and everybody wants to get advantage by lying. But the Vedic literature says you must have a firm commitment to the truth. You must tell the truth and you must examine and you must understand and you must build your life on the truth. So this is a significant aspect in building your conscious level of existence. This is what builds your morals, your ethics, your principles. The value of your word is based on the truth. Higher qualities of a human, of a person, and their word, their worth, their value, their honor is all based around one thing, truthfulness. But we do not have truthfulness being preached in our schools, in our families. We are not consciously aware that we need to understand, propagate, and study truthfulness because we live in a society of liars. The Vedic literature says this truthfulness in this age is the strongest principle. He who stands on the truth makes the most advancement. That's all there is to it. It's that simple. That is the predominating principle in this age, truthfulness. And if you become attached to truthfulness, your life will improve. I'm not saying it will be easy, but it will improve. If you, someone says, do you like this? And you go, mm, that's okay. But you don't mean it. No, it's ridiculous. I don't like it. Say so. Now, the other person may or may not be offended, may or may not agree with you. But you spoke the truth. And that is what is essential. I don't know the subject. I don't know the application. It's all constantly in flux. The world is constantly turning. Your predicament is constantly new every day. But with you has to come a firm commitment to the truth. When they ask you for your opinion, you tell the truth. It doesn't have to be the absolute truth. It has to be your truth. I've seen that before. I don't like it before. I don't like it now. Sorry, I don't care for it. No, thank you. You have your own perspective, your own conscious awareness, your own right to express yourself, your own perspective on life. That's your truth. Constantly be refining it and improving it, but always live by it. 
This is what makes the common man a great man, their commitment to the truth. The next one is cleanliness. You have to be clean, clean of mind, clean of heart, clean of intent. And of course, physically clean. Don't be a pig pen. Don't look terrible. Don't leave everything to deteriorate and enforce deterioration. Don't make a mess. Don't contaminate the world or others. You don't get you don't get the flu and then go to the bus station, stand there and sneeze on everybody. You remain clean. The Vedic literature says clean in body is one thing. Clean in mind is another. You have to keep your mind clean. You don't have evil thoughts. You don't have vicious thoughts. You don't have dominant thoughts. You're not trying to cheat others. You're not trying to trick others. You're not deceptive, duplicious. You're not aggressive. You're not cruel. You have to be the good person. Exhibit the divine qualities you have. It's not like you have to develop them. You have them. But if you're not clean, they become covered. Cleanliness in mind and body and intent are protective of your consciousness. Now the next one is compassion. You must have compassion. Now compassion means that you're not going to fly off the handle. You're not going to abuse someone. You're not going to criticize someone. You're not going to turn your back on someone because they made a mistake or because they didn't know or because they don't have experience or because they're suffering. You're going to be compassionate. Now, compassion is immediately followed by tolerance, patience. And these qualities get you through circumstances that are testing situations much better. And it gives you the ability to do good to others when they are in need of it. And this is like putting money in the bank. If you are kind and compassionate and helpful to someone, they don't forget it. Just like if you swear and hassle and bark and abuse someone, they don't forget that either. By being a compassionate being, you can do good to others. And they become influenced to do good to others as well. And you make a positive influence on the entire experience of life with compassion. You can be cruel. That's easy. Anybody can be cruel. But it takes an advanced consciousness to be compassionate and take an extra breath. Don't get an anxiety. Don't get upset. Don't knee-jerk react. Put yourself in their position and go, well, that's a tough, a tough deal on that one. Well, all right, I'll be tolerant. I'll be patient. Maybe I can help you, guide you, solve something for you. Let me be compassionate upon you. And it won't be forgotten. You won't come unstuck. Never. When you're compassionate to someone. Now, someone is a vicious, mean, cruel, completely crazy, out of their mind, insane person who's attacking. Don't be compassionate. That's not to be tolerated. But as I said, if someone is, you know, in, in a difficulty, compassion can save the day. So this is a combination of things we've given you today about how to protect the stability of your consciousness and reflect the good qualities that are within you as a human being. 
and to develop and to grow, protecting your consciousness from contamination or illusion. This is your responsibility in the human form of life. And the topmost platform of understanding is to become a servant of God, is to exhibit God's compassion, is to exhibit God's truthfulness, pure truthfulness, absolute truth, unadulterated, kindness, compassion, not for any one or other person everywhere all the time. These good qualities can grow within you. They are there within you. Whatever you practice, that's what you get proficient at. We are creatures of habit. We have to practice. Even if you want to just roller skate, you have to practice. Even if you wanted to walk, when you first started to walk, it was a long period of practice. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up. Oh, do it. No, oops, fall down. Get up. Hey, this is working. The same thing is true with your being an honest person, a compassionate person. Avoiding bad association, avoiding bad habits, avoiding confusion, sharing honesty, sharing compassion and truthfulness. These combined will protect your consciousness. These combined will lift you to a higher level. And the Vedic literature prescribes, vibrate the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the great mantra for deliverance because it cleanses the mind and senses. And it gives you a taste of the nectar you're hankering for. It shows you, it immediately reacts and allows you to understand and taste and realize that following a path of honesty and compassion and cleanliness and respect returns a greater level of reward than fulfilling a series of desires. So lift yourself out from taking care of myself, my desires, and fulfilling only that. And put yourself on the platform of protecting your consciousness, advancing and expanding your consciousness, and lifting it to a higher level to where your contribution to life, to humanity, to yourself, to the service of God, is of the highest order you are capable of. You can easily identify if you're a great, massive, powerful, wealthy, influential person, or if you're a humble, sincere, positive servant. Whichever it is, pursue it. Pursue it with honest intent. And use these simple principles we've outlined to you today to protect your consciousness from contamination that would keep you from achieving the highest standard, the highest goal of life, your true potential. Hopefully, in the service of God, in the service of others, free from the contaminations of this age and this material world. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.